Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull. I was born in the depths of hell by evil magic. Gork, I, I don't really believe in good or evil, so could you, like, maybe nuance that a bit for me? I will rip <laughs> your head off, meatbag. Now, now, Gork, use your words. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, uh, and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit, providing quality reviews on random topics since 2013. My name is Michael Hodgins. I'm one of your three uh, hosts on this show, along with Mr. Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Hello, Michael. Hello, GBB listeners. Uh, super stoked to be here. Stoked like I'm a stoked. fire. That stoked is like a burning. red hot poking fire. And I'm sure this our other host is also stoked to be here, Mr. Crofton Steers. Hello, Crofton. Excelsior, Michael. Excelsior. Still haven't found something new? No. You, and isn't, still... didn't you just steal that from Stan Lee? Yeah, but he's almost dead anyway, so I might as well use it. <laughs> well, and he's also like achieved, um, a, a chi- <laughs> achieved a lot in his life, whereas I guess you haven't yet. <laughs> well, you will. <laughs> but maybe he did by using that catchphrase. <laughs> Well, we were going back and forth the other day about a ch- <laughs> like this. At my work, they're always talking about excellence, which I find such <laughs> like a bullshit term. And I always think of that Simpsons where Homer gets the fake award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence because it's clearly a <laughs> meaningless <laughs> statement. Yeah, excellence. We have excellence in podcasting. But what is excellence? Like, That's why it's nothing. Like, like oh, excellence. Th- what standard does excellence measure up against? If you really it's so, think it's about so it, it's so vague. It's it's vague enough that you can just say it and expect people to try to work harder. Like, it's a positive word with positive connotations. I give yeah. that word bullshit. If we were rating <laughs> it, I'd be like, excellence is bullshit. Uh, we got yes. an early verdict on the term excellence. That was an early uh, early verdict. I can show. I concur that uh, you know excellence is pretty much crap because bullshit if you will because there's no state it doesn't measure anything it's so it's so vague like like at my work they had this whole thing where like this year we really want to focus on excellence like what does that mean like what what specifically do you mean like excellence at work excellence in your day-to-day it's uh, tasks and i'm like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh so in corporate speak you might be looking for your key performance indicators so it's just like a cop-out thing I think I think there's a specific way to measure what excellence is, and that might be against your mission statement, and against you know whatever sort of throughput you're looking to accomplish if you do that kind of work. So, but Bo, you are saying there is a way to measure excellence. There's a way to it, mm, yeah, kind so of. You, so, Bo likes the word excellence. Mike doesn't like I, it, and I'm on the fence. <laughs> but I don't Sounds like, like a good show. Excellence, excellence is a nebulous term. Doesn't make sense. It's has it has to be backed up by something concrete, and a lot of stuff is not. I prefer when it's not. I like to use it vaguely. You're doing <laughs> excellent, sort of like Bill and Ted do. They just yeah. overuse it. Excellent, Rufus. It's just like doesn't matter. It's positive. 
just say it a bunch. You'll feel good. But that's, uh, true. That, that's my point. It's sort of like the overly positive non-speak or, or like the devaluing of the word awesome. It's just like it's almost meaningless now. Mike, you are not striving for excellence here. I know. I'm as we were talking earlier. I'm striving for mediocrity. You're stri- you're bogus. Bogus. <laughs> That's yeah, Bill man. And Ted speak. You, you're, you're striving to be a real bummer, man. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, hey. The other day. Uh, well, it's funny. We, we're uh, we have a video thing. You guys can see me. Our listeners can't. I I have this long skateboard. You know, like a long board. That- I think they all knew that. Uh, really? Well, just okay. by looking at you, if they can see the video. Yeah, I look kind of like a hippie or something, I guess. And uh, <laughs> I was riding. I was. I was. I went to meet Andrea someplace, and then I was walking back with her. And I rode the skateboard over there, and I'm not that good or into skateboarding. But this friend of mine, he makes them, so I was supporting him, and I bought it. And then um, I was walking with her, and some dude on a skate on a longboard rode past who had long hair, and he gave me one of like these like surfs up a symbol radical yeah he totally gave me the like <laughs> the like what do you what do you even say when you do that you're like Ugh. i don't know what that's called but like the yeah, what is that called anyways just for the record audio it's a telephone it's mike a- mike is holding his finger his thumb up and his pinky extended it's not the devil horns from concerts, it, it's sort of like it's a, like how you mime a telephone. It's yeah, yeah. it's like how You're you like, mime a telephone, but you shake it, and it, it means the, it's like, like the horns of the devil. Maybe I associate because there's with also this Sean Penn's character from Fast Times. At yeah, Ridgemont. it is, and it's like, and I think it kind of means like oh, surfs up. And uh, and I learned recently <laughs> through, and so this guy actually did this to me. I'm like, I can't believe that just happened. He thinks I'm some dude like him. And I'm like, I'm in the club. Hang on, was he an older guy or a younger guy? Nah, he was like 17. I'm like 36 or something. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I still got cred with the young guys. You sure it wasn't like, like uh, you know, uh, ironic cred? You're like Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah I'm sort they of like that. Get, except, they keep getting older. I keep getting the, older. And they stay the same age? And the teenage boys keep staying the same age. Okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, on that note, I think uh, what we do here on the Good, Better, Bullshit podcast is debate a topic selected at random and uh, not make quotes about from pervy characters and dazed and confused. Uh, Mike, are you ready to uh, tell us what we're going to be discussing today? The Mike machine would, is primed and ready. Mike, you would be Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> Just with your head. I'm Bill S. Preston Esquire and Bo, you're Rufus. Yeah, it's true, I guess. I think it's been too long since I've seen that movie. I don't know who that is. Oh, man. (laughs) Wild Stallions! (laughs) Are they remaking that movie? Uh, They remake every movie. God, give it enough time. Um, (laughs) That's not the topic today. The topic today is theme parks excellent <laughs> awesome cowabunga man okay bo you're lost here uh, it's bill and ted not the ninja turtles okay um same theme vibe park, though theme parks i learned something about this the other day i i know it's completely self-explanatory but i had never given it any thought before they are not the same thing as amusement parks 
Mm. I and it feels like they would be the same thing. You'd be like, okay, theme park, amusement park, or whatever. It's the same deal. Because when I was a kid, I was the eldest of three brothers, and we went to Disney World, and I wanted to do rides. And at the time, late '80s. There weren't that many great rides at Disney World in terms of like roller coasters and things or Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain. That was about it. And uh, But what there was was a lot of theme activities. So you could take photos with the Disney characters. You could go on like the Alice in Wonderland teacups or like there would just be tons of like – thematic activities like with the characters of Disney whereas if you go somewhere like Six Flags while there may be some token mascot it's really a bunch of roller coasters and amusement rides and all that sort of thing so theme parks are more along the lines of like Disney World Universal Studios SeaWorld maybe to a lesser extent <laughs> what's their theme like animal cruelty <laughs> <laughs> because that's what they do there it's like, hey, we took this whale. We put it in a tiny tank for like, your, your torturing I, pleasure. Marine, Marine Land. Marine Everyone loves Marine Land. <laughs> Not anymore. It should the just can- be a tear coming out of the killer whale's eye. But I think that the, like technically in what they offer, they're considered a, th- a theme park. Um, where, whereas like, uh, you know, La Ronde or Wonderland would be, to use Canadian examples, would be amusement parks. We don't are, really have much theme parks here. Are these a predominantly North American phenomenon and mostly American phenomenon? I know they've exported it. It definitely uh, exported. But it's not like is it it's not really a thing anywhere else. It's really like a USA kind of thing, isn't it? Well, it's part of uh, I would say yeah, it's part of American culture uh it, but it is it definitely there are tons of theme parks in different places and some are not at all related to American stuff like I bet in Japan there's uh while there's a Japanese Disney World, there's also Japanese theme park for characters that we probably don't know anything about. There are, about. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So who's uh who you often you've been to theme which theme parks have you been to? I've been to Walt Disney World uh again late 80s here like I'm I'm not which, uh, one, which one is that? Cuz I always get them mixed up. Disneyland's the one in California, Disney World is the one in Florida. And uh I've in and, and um Orlando is pretty much theme park central. There's a SeaWorld there, there's Universal Studios Orlando. I've been to I've been to that one as well. Uh, and I think that there's there's other ones, and now they've expanded, right? Like they've got stuff like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which is, I think, part of I want to say Universal, but it's its own kind of sub park now because it's so big, and it's all like you can go to Diagon Alley or you can go to Hogwarts or all these sort of places, doesn't, right? Doesn't so. Lego have one like on an international stage? Isn't the Lego? Isn't there one yeah, for Lego somewhere? Lego, Legoland is in Denmark, I think, or something. Or I'm, it's hmm. somewhere in Europe. The, the main Lego And there's one. rides there too? Like is, are rides always a component? I mean, I think, I think of them as being so. Yeah, I think mostly rides are a component. The big thing though is that they're they're like, they're putting together a, a theme. Like a, a colleague of mine at work is taking his like two-year-old to, um, a, I guess in Pennsylvania, they have a, a Sesame Street one called Sesame Place. It's been around for quite a while. And it, again, I'm not sure what sort of rides they would have there. They probably have some like really young kid rides. like. But for the most part, it's uh, it, it's about meeting 
your favorite characters from Sesame Street and that sort of thing. Like so now, that, now that Disney owns Star Wars, it's only a matter of time before there's a Star Wars. Well, there was already Star Tours at MGM Studios, mm-hmm. which was a Star Wars ride that I went on and is pretty awesome. And I know that they're up they're they're um they're updating it, but like they're they're definitely gonna be a whole giant Star Wars. Disney and Marvel Marvel, there was a sort of story Marvel. there where Marvel had a deal with Universal before it was bought by Disney, before Marvel was bought by Disney, rather. And so they had like um, a Universal theme, uh, a Universal section devoted to Marvel. There's a Spider Man ride, there's a. Um, uh, a roller coaster called the Incredible Hulk, like it was a giant green roller coaster, um, and all this sort of thing. But when Disney bought Marvel, all of a sudden they had this weird sort of situation where where now like they had Marvel had this contract with Universal, and Disney wants to bring all those things into its park. So like they're in the process of transitioning out of Universal and into into Walt Disney World with all the Marvel stuff. But Disney World is going to have you know, uh, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, all the Disney stuff. Like they're, it's, it's already the biggest theme park in the world. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I have this, I envision this idea of a Hulk ride being you get in a car and then it goes and gets caught in traffic. And then there's people spilling stuff on you until you get infuriated. And then that gives you <laughs> the Hulk experience. It's like, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> like now you know what it's like to be the Hulk. Then somebody comes and cuts off all your clothes. <laughs> except, except it's little so shorts. <laughs> yeah, except your shorts, they, which they spray paint purple. Yeah, and then you're that. allowed to physically abuse the, uh, the 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 staff on hand. You know, you can <laughs> physically abuse because that's so, what the Hulk does. He just breaks everything and hurts. So, Bo, have you been to any amusement? Uh, so or I need a few to help answer this. I need Crofton and you to help clarify what's a theme park versus what's an amusement park. Sure. Canada's Wonderland. Amusement park. I think has amusement. A, yeah. Okay. Has elements of the. You know, it's of in Canada one that really straddles the line because it used to be Paramount, Canada's Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was thematic, like it was Top Gun, the ride. Now it's I think the. Yeah. When I went, I don't. I can't recall any movie tie-ins from my visit. There was a bunch of tie-ins last time. They had a Tomb Raider ride and all this, and they had a couple. Of, anyway, there was. So I would say that. Canada's Wonderland is the one that is the most. It's more of a an amusement park, uh, but it's it's really on the on the line there. All right, and uh, so Park Safari, that's a zoo, right? Like Park Safari. Well, yeah. it's got the animal cruelty theme, same as uh, <laughs> Marine Land. I mean, because yeah. it isn't really is like the animals are free roaming. That's it's that's the I, big I, thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's some, something. <laughs> How do you think a lion likes free roaming in Canada? Like, <laughs> what the hell have you done to me? <laughs> Look, I'm you not here to. Snowball? We'll talk about some animal cruelty stuff soon if we really want to go that route. But I'm just trying to clarify here. There you know, Park I Safari, and I and I've been the other one that I've been to is Marine Land, and you can see my favorite mug is a Marine Land mug, and it's really? like, oops, my knock my mic. It's got like ridges where the dolphins are, and it says Marine Land. You can see how disgusting it is inside this cup, though. Uh, pretty nasty I'll, cup I'll of coffee I'm drinking. For our listeners, but um, okay. yeah, Marine Land. Marine Land is a theme. Like it's marine themed, sort right? of. I feel like that. You know, that zoo kind of amu- it, it, Like I feel like theme. You know, it's more like the car- the character, like the um, someone's intellectual property 
become a park and whereas animals are it's a little bit but I, I guess we'll include it it's a park it has a unifying theme of marine biology although there are there are like bears there and like was there monkeys i don't remember there's non-marine wildlife there but for oh, the most they're part, misrepresenting themselves <laughs> well you know oh, is this marine like it's a bit of value add for your visit so you've so. not been to like i've also been to disney world the one in florida i get it wrong all the time and um my sister-in-law is really lo- really loves going to whichever one's in florida and corrects me constantly i'm like oh you're going to disneyland again she's like disney world and i'm like oh yeah uh, I, I just can't seem to go. So I've been there when I was like 16 or something. And uh, some of those, the, you know, the Universal Studios. And there was a couple other ones that were associated with the Disney. I can't really even remember them. But there was a bunch of big ones. And one of the one occurred to me that's kind of local to Ottawa that I remember going as a kid. And I'm sure these exist all over the states. And these are uh, Bible-themed uh, uh, theme parks. What? Like there's this, there's there's one near Ottawa. It's called Logos Land. And it's it's like a very not high quality theme park, but it's like themed. There's like a giant boat, like Noah's Ark, and you go there and you're like, oh, boat. And then there's like I don't know, sort of Bible theme. I you know I believe it exists. I'm just I never my brain yeah, has yeah. never really wrapped itself around the idea of a Bible themed park. It's like past Renfrew, kind of going. Nobody knows. Where there's that a is. fairy tale one too in the region. Now that I think yes, about it, yes, there is a fairy tale. Uh, Storyland, Storyland, Storyland. There's like no rides yes. there, right? It's just well, it's well, closed. It's still sort of a theme park, but it's it don't doesn't exist anymore. Closed in 2011. Oh, I went there a few times as a child. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, no, I. But that is that was classic fairy tales. Um, it, you know, it's a small, but it was a theme park for sure. Yeah, for kids. No. What I remember about my time there, aside from generally enjoying myself at 16, but this is also kind of retrospective, so I'm putting my, like, current biases as, like, an overlay (laughs) onto my memories, but of crazy lineups all the time and and being in some places where I can even remember at the time being so annoyed. There was one place where they kept playing this – it was sort of a Muppets thing and you waited this forever long lineup. And it was this guy singing this song, and it's like, you've got a friend in me. And it's like this kind of nice song, and it, it just loops constantly. And we were in line for, I don't know, I felt like it was hours. And I remember being like, someone stop this music, for <laughs> God's sakes. And it was, whereas initially I was like, well, this is a nice song. I like this song. But And I'm like, some of those employees must want to take their own lives after working there for a couple of years where it's the same thing day in and day out. And and I feel like what I came away with now looking back is just like it's just a big fake money suck is what I think of when I think of a theme park. It is it is in many ways that, uh, and I think it's easy to apply adult cynicism on on those things. But like I know that um, right now one of the big sort of sensations around the world is frozen which is a a, a pixar or not pixar it's a disney in-house animated film a cg animated um and uh it made a zillion dollars uh and uh i was i was in west fest which is a a sort of little mini festival near my house and there was a children's store that was clearly violating any form of copyright infringements or whatever by having uh, one of their staff members dress up as uh, the Elsa, the main character of Frozen, 
And there's just, just the line of kids that just wanted to go and hug Elsa. And like there, there was one that was like smiling and literally crying happiness tears as they were like hugging Elsa. And, um, and I, re- I remember thinking like this is why people go to Disney, Disney World and they, try, they market that. They sell like where, you know, where dreams come true and all this sort of thing. And this is like it's not, it's not necessarily – they try to make it for everyone. But like it is about, it is about like providing access to some of your uh, – some of these things that you just see, you know, on TV or, or like characters that you've grown up with and all that. And I – you know, like I saw – even as a teenager, I saw like the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular whatever. It was like a live stage oh, show. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. Um, and I remember, I remember thinking like, man, this is super awesome and really enjoying it. Like I mean – there's yeah there's it's it's a money suck for sure and it's not like you don't go daily to the theme park you know <laughs> like it's not like hey let's go to the theme but park but a lot today. of people go yearly yeah and, my brother uh, probably does you what Devlin Which brother Devlin and his wife my brother who lives in Alberta like they went to God, just for the, why they just went to um to Japan and one of the first <laughs> places they went to was the Japanese Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're experiencing the new, different Here culture in Japan. Let's go to Disney World. It's like, why would? Okay, because, clearly I'm not in favor of theme parks here. But they were able to see <laughs> the difference too. Uh, it was a point of uh, was a point of reference that they were familiar <laughs> with, right? So when they're at the Disney Disney World, they you were could buy able like to- Minnie Mouse used underwear and vending machines. <laughs> or something. Oh, Japan slam! That's borderline <laughs> racist, but all right, I'll, I'll, I'll allow Mike, it. Mike, 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 Mike just literally face bombed. Why you would be like, oh, we love traveling. Let's go to Japan and then go to Disney World makes zero sense to me. Uh, they also went anyways. to Euro Disney when they went to Paris, you know, or whatever. What? Like, what? <laughs> like, this, I don't know why this is astounding me so much. I'm just like, for the love they, of God, there's like thousands of years of history. Let's go to Disneyland. Because they love they love Disney. That's, that's their interest. They have a strong affinity to Disney. And each of those places offers different things. It's like, for example, I really like video games. If there was a video game like museum or exhibit or something like that in each of those places, I would find time to go there during my trip, you know, like even though, you know, technically I can play video games at home, right? It's just that's my interest. Their interest is 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 Disney. And I think a lot of kids in particular, Disney, Sesame Street, like all these things they they grow up with. And the idea is to like Yes, it's to it's to make cash money for sure. Uh, but like Walt Disney designed, say Disney World, uh, Disneyland, uh, and um, and it was with the idea of bringing some of his like his the stuff that he had in his head to life and having a fun experience for the whole family. Like, I mean, you can make money and still offer still offer that. <laughs> The cynical side of me imagines is Walt Disney being like, how can I get this stuff in my mind into reality? And he has like a thought bubble of a big pile of cash. And <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. There is a way I can make this cash a reality for myself. Have you guys seen Jurassic World? The movie? The new yeah, one the, that just came out? Yeah, that just came no. out. No. So, okay. Like, but you've, we've all seen Jurassic Park, right? Yes. So the concept in Jurassic Park was – they were starting a, a um, uh, 
a theme park, a dinosaur-based theme park. And uh, the because concept- it's impossible to bring dinosaurs back to the world, like that's the draw. But but no no, it's but the idea is that they're making a theme park, right? Like for, yeah. of di- for dinosaurs. And in Jurassic World, the concept is like that they have not only made a theme park, but it's extremely successful. And they're sort of going into the business aspect of things. And before all shit breaks loose, the movie gives you a sense of like all the craziness associated with the theme park. Like there's educational, flashy educational things for people. And then there's ridiculous ride things and all that. And it kind of gives you a taste of of the good and the bad. But as Mike said, um, they're always keeping an eye on their bottom line, right? And uh, in, in the Jurassic World movie, the joke is that People are no longer interested in dinosaurs. They're like, okay, whatever. We've seen the dinosaurs, so they are they're genetically splicing to create new dinosaurs that essentially don't ever never existed or whatever. Like it's that that's the whole idea, and then they create this super evil dinosaur or whatever. But uh, <laughs> but like the commentary there is that people get sick of shit, so you build new shit because you got to keep making money, right? And like and in Disney World, it keeps expanding. I almost think it. It would be really funny if like in I don't know a billion years from now the entire planet is Disney World because it has just expanded so much and they've added so many like parks to it because it's already three times bigger than when I went and when I went it had just been expanded to three parks there, you know there, there's got to be a critical mass where if it takes you if you you know like days to travel like you cannot traverse the entirety of the park and see everything within one day it can't expand to the point where you'd have well, to spend five parks. weeks to see the park you know that it's like the equivalent of not visiting unless there's something really specific within the park that you wanted to go see i don't know like that's Disney world literally has like multiple parks like there's the magic kingdom epcot MGM, they have their water park, whatever that is. They have the Harry Potter. They have like – like there's just like each one's a, its own place with its own entry fee yeah, and all that. it takes days to like – Yeah. You, you can, can easily spend two days at each one of them. Like right. full days of feeling hot and tired and like where'd all my money go kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> which, like, is, which is where I want – I don't know a lot about theme parks. I kind of want to jump in and participate a bit in the conversation because anytime I've gone to a park, it has been – the shittiest experience ever. I think there was one time we went to Canada's Wonderland at night and we were drinking and it was like a nighttime thing and that was kind of fun, but we weren't there very long. We were there basically just to joke around and be foolish. But most of the, my daytime excursions... Apart and you were at from, least a teenager or an adult at that point. I was you a were, teenager, sure. You weren't yeah. day drinking as a seven-year-old. No, I was, a te- I was in my 20s, I think, by that point. But most of my adult, let's say adult experiences of theme parks, is that there has been, apart from, I say, visiting the zoo and seeing some of the awesome animals, because getting a chance to see that is awesome, there's nothing, like, theme park is like 95% crap. Like, it's walking places, it's being around irritating people, um, it's waiting in lines with that music, like Mike said, like, it's, it's tolerating so much for so little of benefit. Yeah, but, uh, like I, yeah, I, I totally agree. I I think that it's just like in you know clearly I am not liking the theme the theme parks, but I almost would go like theme parks are like ex- an example to me of where we're going wrong with society. 
uh, of like fake shit. Everyone prizes fake shit over like an authentic experience. So, for example, you know, there they have like some like Magic Canyon ride with like fake rocks and like a fake train. Like there are places in the world that look like that and are beautiful, but they're, you know, hard. You you go to the Grand Canyon or something, but it's harder to get there. You know, it's a one off thing. And people don't have patience or time. Do you think think a kid would have more fun going to the Grand Canyon or more fun going to Disney World? I think with kids, it's it's different and worse. I think with kids, because for like, I have a baby now, as some of our listeners know, and so do you. All the diapers I put on my kids have either Disney characters on them or Sesame Street characters on them. And I'm like, why are these on here? And it annoys me because from like the absolute youngest age possible, it's like we need to get these images to kids and get them hooked on Disney. So they're going to be like, Mom and Dad, I want to go to Disney World. Please, 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 please. Because it works. And kids love Disney. And I'm like, you know, that's okay. I love Disney watching it Sunday nights when I was a kid, too. Um, my parents were like, no, we're not going to Disneyland. Uh, I, I went with, a f- uh, when I was 16, friends family was going and I, I went with them <clears throat> and you want, so you went, you went as a 16 year old. Yeah. I was always more like they were going and my buddy was like, you want to come? And I was like, yeah, okay. I'd never been any on a plane before. So right. I was excited to go. Uh, but as I said, I remember my experience is similar to Bozo. I just remember being like hot, waiting in constant lines of like repetitive, uh, repetitive, like garbage, all over the place. I mean, everyone's cleaning it out there. They're meant to look very spotless, but like trash cans full of stuff, like fast food everywhere. And just being like, this is such a fake experience. And then like Epcot, you go there and they have like, oh, the international uh, se- sector where they have all these country pavilions. And I'm just like, what a bunch of crap. Like, I, I mean, more Americans should be traveling abroad and experiencing the world and not going to Epcot Center to look at their like, you know, sanitized American version of what the world is like. I just think it's an example of the superficiality of everything, like, like personified in this in a theme park. Go there, and that's what you need. It'll I make think, you feel good. I think you're again creating a false choice where people can only go to Disney World or they can only go to have like different experiences, and I don't think that that's at all true. So, as a, as a disclaimer here, I worked at La Ronde for many. Many years now, La Ronde in Montreal is an amusement park, but it has he's biased. Been- Listen, he's biased. <laughs> no, no, he's he's paid off by he's, he's got, he's got ins- insight. No. <laughs> I, I have a lot of insight. I guarantee I've spent more time in an amusement park or a theme park than both of you guys put together. And if anything, I should be the most like I've seen blase people, I've seen everything that there is to see in, in, in these parks. I had to dress up as Pikachu. The yellow Pokemon. Oh, really? And, and bounce around for kids in a giant suit while I was sweltering, and like fifteen-year-olds were trying to hump me in the back. Like you know, <laughs> I I have I have done and seen it all. But I think that you guys are are taking uh, your adult selves and your or your teenage selves and transposing it on top of what is inherently an experience. Uh, for younger people. Now, I, I definitely like um, rides. I love amusement parks to this day. Like if we were doing amusement parks, the roller coasters, the drops, the everything, I love that stuff. So I would it would be a no-brainer. Theme parks are a little more complicated because they target children and honestly anything that targets children makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But the idea is is that if everything was crass, like the way Mike is, is, is characterizing it, I would definitely have to, 
you know, take issue with it. But in fact, Disney movies, by and large, for instance, are are good quality movies. Um, and uh, and they're like there's movies for all different age ranges. Yes, as some people are going to have problems with content in some Disney movies, but like my kids are going to watch, my kids are going to watch Disney movies. Uh, they're, you know, they're entertaining, they're cool. And at one point to give them the opportunity to, to go to a place that, yeah, as an adult, I can see the fake rocks or whatever, but as a child, they're going and they're getting to meet Cinderella or they're getting to meet, you know, whatever the Lion King or some other, some other, like, uh, it doesn't mean that some other gonna, bullshit character. <laughs> some other character. Like I, I just feel like you guys are getting lost in the cynicism of adulthood and are forgetting what it's like to be a kid. Because as well, a kid, these are things that you would want to do. These are experiences you would like to have, and it's not just because they're marketed to you. It's because you watch a if you watch Star Wars, you watch anything. They're not going to live in a cave. Uh, they're going to get these experiences, and if they're told, "Hey, there's a place where you can experience some of this stuff yourself," or see some of these things live they're going to want to go there it's just natural it is but i still think it's it, it, it's all about it is the co- the commercialization of it all and and i feel like i'd rather give like you know i we talked started the show that i'm i'm kind of a hippie i mean if i was to give my kid experience like i'm hoping to take him on long camping trips and th- and experience the great outdoors or maybe take him to other parts of the world on uh, trips, so he might experience how different cultures. You live. can do that, or you can, and you can go to Disney. Well, like, well but, yeah, but that's the thing. You say and or, or, and that's true. You can do both. I do think a large percentage of people do one, and if they, and if you're like American or Canadian, you might pick. First of all, they make it very easy to travel there. Like if you want to go take your kids to, I don't know. Uh, let's pick a random country, Estonia. If you were to go there with your kid, you have to figure out like, oh, okay, wh- how am I going to get there? Where are we going to stay? It's complicated. Uh, whereas Disney is basically almost boiled down to an all-inclusive resort, which we have covered on this show already. Uh, very simple to travel to. Everything's – you don't ever have to leave the resort. You go there. All of the restaurants are there. And I know a little bit about this because my sister-in-law is in love with going to Disney which, World. I the think one it's in World, the one you're – World. She goes, she's been, last year, she's going this year, she is obsessed with it. She's like, you can book your restaurants 180 days before your arrival date. And she was up that morning trying to book the restaurants. And I'm like, why does it matter? Like, like, why does it matter? And she's like, oh, well, there's one where you can be served by, like, Belle and Beast. And I'm like, what? Who cares? It's a restaurant. (laughs) But, I mean, obviously, I'm not into Disney, and I can appreciate that some people do. But it costs a lot of money. And I also think that, especially when they branch into other things like the, like the Harry Potter thing, I find that so much Hollywood stuff has destroyed things that I read and that I use some imagination energy on. And I feel like I'd rather, you know, I'd hope my kid watches some Disney movies and likes them. And I hope he likes reading and using his imagination and visualizing things. Whereas for me, like reading Lord of the Rings as a kid has almost largely been ruined now by the movies. And and I just feel like there's room for just pure imagination and you don't have to have someone dress up in a foam suit to be able to get that sense of play and imagination. But, but again, I, it's not it's not a choice. It's not like, oh, because Disney World exists, they can never read a book and use their imagination. That's not how it works. Uh, these movies are already visual movies. You're seeing all these characters. It's meeting them like in person. It's 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 giving giving the kids and the marketing is saying giving the kids an experience they won't forget in many ways that's true like my um 
my uh, my wife's uh, cousin's son went with her son, a four year old son, to Disney World. And uh, he was just like, she's like, I never understood it before, Crofton, but like, holy crap. I take my kid there and he's practically crying of tears of joy. He's so excited to see these characters. And, uh, and I think that that's the, you know, that's the magic of theme park. Yes, there is tons of bullshit associated with it, but the, the inherent experience is it's not a bunch of cranky people as Bo pointed out. There are some, there are obviously going to be situations where people are angry or whatever, but mostly you're seeing people run around extremely excited and extremely happy. It's, it's, it's generally a positive place and it's a place that people choose to go back to, uh, year after year. And I'm, I'm talking Disney here. All theme parks are different and they have different, you know, different qualities of, of things. I think a Universal Studios was one of my favorites. All the different sort of movie experiences, the Back to the Future ride, the Ghostbusters. Busters experience, uh, E.T., Jaws, King Kong, like all those things, like they, they give you the feeling that their, their slogan is living the movies. And honestly, it sometimes really felt that way. Like, and, and I went right at the perfect age range and stuff. So anyway, I, I'm pretty much know where I, I'm going with this. Yeah. I think we need to delve into verdicts. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I, you know, listening to both of you though, I feel like I get what both of you are saying because i feel both of it i think for a young person it's definitely a lot of fun but for if you look at how if you just look at how businesses operate like these businesses that work in in cartoons in 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 dramatic works or works of art that are marketed to children there is a level of indoctrination that these companies engage in that if you're uncomfortable with those kinds of you know, those kinds of scientists looking to try and get maximum market penetration and all those little young minds that you would have a discomfort, even if it was enjoyable, you know, wanting to keep them at a distance. Like, I can understand that because sometimes it's hard to feel what is really what I own versus what is, you know, what has been indoctrinated in me that I can't see. And I think if you're willing to go there with your thinking, then that's something that concerns you. But if you look at the world and you say, well, these are just things I'm enjoying, no big deal, then I think that's also okay too. I don't think humanity's settled on one answer is correct over the other. But I think both points are equally legit. Um, yeah, so... Let's let's uh, do some verdict Verdict it up. All right. Uh, you know, I don't want you two go first. All right. Oh, well, wait a second. We gotta yeah, bring. We, got, the... we gotta bring the animals in. <laughs> the, the jury. It's like we're at the <laughs> I like that. Order, I say. Order in the court. Order, Order I say. Order, Order in the court. They'd be a good act at a theme park. Um, so Can you imagine Mikey's... the one day we're gonna have a good, better bullshit theme park. <laughs> Mike, it's between it's between you and I to go first. We're both going to do our individual pitches, and Bo will uh, then go with whoever was the last one to deliver their verdict. We have to convince him. So, um, so yeah, like it's it's. Double I can go convinced. first if you want to. If, if oh, that's a concern. oh, do you? Oh, you I are, will. No? Yeah, well, I just, well, maybe he should hear. I wanted to have a chance you know, to pitter patter. Yeah, we have more to say. Um, okay, okay, I'll I'll start. I I'll go in the off. middle. How about that? Um, no, no, no. I'll, we'll go Mike and then me and then you. All right, deal. Okay, so <laughs> theme park. I know a lot of people that love theme parks. I've been to theme parks. 
I know kids go crazy for this kind of stuff. And frankly, that kind of is part of the problem uh, for me with it. Um, I think children are easily manipulated. And I think that the people who put this entertainment stuff together know that. And they know that that brings a lot of money to them. And so they go to large extents to get kids hooked on this stuff early. I mean, I'm hoping that I could teach my kid that movies are movies. It's fun to watch movies. It's a movie. You can appreciate animation for what it is. You don't have to go to some place where people dress up and pretend to be the movies. You can appreciate the movie for what it is. You can appreciate a book for what it is. You can appreciate the real world for what it is. Uh, You don't need to go to some place where someone's constructed something and taken away what your imagination can do and put it into something physical and you pay a lot of money to see. I hate theme parks. I'm going to come around and say it. I, I really dislike them. I think they're all that's superficial in our society, rolled up together in one place, commercialized, fake, and all about extracting your, your money. There's no authentic experience to be had there. And I think that they're not just a bullshit thing. I think that they're a bad thing, theme parks. As much as kids like it, kids like a lot of stuff. Kids can't tell the difference between reality and what's not real until they're like teenagers. It's a, it's a big issue with things like you know food packaging and stuff like that. Kids don't know the difference. And I think we do a disservice to kids to get them hooked on this stuff and want to go there, even though they're like, I love it. Uh, because they've been fed it. And I, I would rather try to teach my kid what the world is. And there's lots of fun things to do in the world. And your imagination is wonderful uh, without the stuff that you have to buy to, to get it. Because that's bottom line is you have to pay to play at those places. They're not public services. They, they're expensive to get into. And they're bloody more expensive once you're in there. It's a big money game. Fake. Ah, bad. Okay, done. Okay. So I'm going to go right out and go the complete other way and say that uh, theme parks are good. Um, I pretty much disagree with most of what Mike says. He makes he makes some good points. I said when I was uh, when I was a kid and I was sort of growing up and I was, especially around 15, 16, I really said to myself I'd make a cognizant effort and and never try and forget the the sort of wonder and excitement that I had uh, when uh, when I was a child. And, and like, yeah, that's imagining things for yourself. But that's also um, experiencing things through a child's eyes and, and seeing sort of like uh, wonderful sights, be they fake or be they real. There's nothing wrong with an inauthentic experience. Essentially, that's what every film is that you see, right? So – what what I what I always felt with a theme park, and I've been to a lot of theme parks, is every time I really enjoyed myself. I left every time with an extremely positive experience. Um, I worked at a pseudo theme park, and I got to see the behind the scenes machinations. Yes, there's money to be made, and yes, there's like corporate calculations. I don't think it's as nefarious as Bo says, where they're looking to indoctrinate and target uh, uh, children to an expansive. Uh, or an excessive degree. And I definitely don't like to overthink things to the point that I've been guilty of in the past. Like I don't post any of my kids images on Facebook because I'm concerned about the corporate monstrosity that is Facebook. So as an older, you know, mid 30 parent, I'm definitely aware of some of these things, but theme parks are fun. Theme parks don't restrict animation. Uh, don't restrict imagination. They, they. I, I find they allow kids to see uh, that th- things that 
can be created on screen can potentially exist in the real world. It's like Santa Claus. If you if you believe in 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 telling your kid that there's no Santa Claus because you don't want to lie to your kid, maybe theme park is not for you. But if <laughs> but but if if you're if if you're okay with like your kid thinking that certain things are real at a young age to to, to instill that sense of wonder and imagination or whatever, uh, I mean for me. I'm okay with that stuff generally, and I'm okay with the the um, the fakeness surrounding the theme park. I understand where Mike's coming from, but for me, like I'm so on the other side due to my positive experiences. While recognizing it, like many businesses, like everything, there's money to be made, and there are some downsides to it. Overall, theme parks are pretty fun. I'm gonna say they're good. Wow. Wow, you guys! Those oh, are both. I couldn't some... disagree more. But hey, that's what this show is all about. Bo no, I, could, I couldn't disagree more with you. But Bo's going to say both. No, I disagree so with you. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you guys both gave some excellent verdicts. Very persuasive on both Thank sides. You, Thank um, you, Bo. You know, I feel like you guys are both right, but you're not going to like hearing me say that. Um, so for my verdict, I don't have a lot of experience with theme parks. I didn't have a lot to contribute to the conversation. Even the parks that I visited are arguably maybe not theme parks. Um, but I will say this, that, you know, I think that my personal experiences of, of parks has been mostly bad. Um, just because I don't have the kind of personality that likes to stand in, that likes to stand in lines and that enjoys walking around all day doing kind of nothing except for like five minutes of enjoyment. But there have been, it's really cool to see some awesome things that you can't see anywhere else. So I think some theme park experiences can offer you that that experience of something. You know, if we're going to talk marine land, I loved seeing the whales even though animal cruelty is a thing. Um, definitely love seeing those animals. And I'm someone who like, okay, if I'm going to poop all over theme parks, I'm, I'm into like, I play World of Warcraft. I like people seeing people do costume play with video game characters. This is a form of celebration for things that are created by people. These are brands. These are backed by companies. I'm into that kind of thing. I think that kind of fandom is good. So when I look at when I look at what people are doing with theme parks, it's the company doing it, not the fans doing it, but the company engaging in that kind of thing for their fans. And like it or not, there are people that are going to be fans of Lego and Disney and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that being said, so I like the fandom side of things. I like the geekdom side of things. I don't like the actual experience of walking around in a giant zoo for people or park. So I'm going to go ahead and give theme parks the bullshit verdict. <laughs> And there you go. I landed the right spread. in the middle. <laughs> the in, full spread. In Bo's defense, uh, because we both know that as soon as we set it up for him with one good, one bad verdict, he's gonna he's gonna trigger the full you, spread. But you don't know but, me. You well, don't know but, me. I but feel like Bo's, he gave good reasons. Oh yeah, me too. I, that's what I'm saying. In Bo's defense, if there was any in which he should be giving the full spread to. Um, then this this would be one. It makes perfect sense. So I I, I definitely endorse his bullshit. I only well, give out the full spread to this, topics. We've not like. agreed on this subject. So good listeners, if you have uh, any experience with theme parks and would like to weigh and tell me how wrong I am or tell Crofton how wrong he is, 
or Bo how right he is, then please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can email us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. You can send us a tweet at goodbadbull. And uh, you can uh, visit our website to find out all that information, goodbadbull.com. And on there you can find links to Stitchers and iTunes to subscribe to the show. We'd love it if you did. Uh, and you can also like us on Facebook if that's your uh, shtick too. And, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, if you want to get in touch with any of us uh, personally, uh, Bo, where can our good listeners contact you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bo Schwartz. And I just want to give a little shout out too to the whole thingamaboobs that we are streaming live on YouTube. So follow me or follow Good Bad Bull on Twitter and we'll let you know when we're going live and you can join us and comment in the comment section. Um, so far it's going good. Today's our first experiment. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, according to this uh, meter, it says one person is watching now. Is that me? <laughs> it's viewer, Bo. It's a sad day. Um, Crofton, where can our listeners uh, get in touch with you? Uh, they can find me waiting in line at the theme park while I tweet on my Twitter account, at Crofton Steers. Thank you for <laughs> smartphones. And uh, you can't find me on Twitter because I'll be in the real world trying to have an authentic experience. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I thought of something, Craft. When you were going off on, on Lame. No, 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 we're done. We're done. This. Uh, no, this is like the post. I, it's not really related to theme parks. Yeah. But okay, good. Whatever. It's just our post-show convo, which we always have. All right. Uh, um, I've been to a couple places in, as an adult that have made me, and I don't know what you mean about like, uh, like when you were a child saying, "I want to remember my like." you know what how i was as a kid and, and loving certain things and i have been places as an adult that has made me think wow there's magic in the world and th it was not disneyland those places have there's a couple of them i went into a volcano uh in indonesia and i remember thinking this is where dragons live it was unreal like not you could not manufacture something like that some places in the far north like covered in lichen of northern quebec and i just thought like there are fairies here and certain other places in like swamps full of like lily pads and and flowers and just being like there is magic in the world and feeling like a kid again and i have never got that from like plastic rocks and lineup and and someone playing music and i, I would just say that you can still get that sort of like i feel like a kid again experience without going to a theme park that's all i as an adult, yes. As an adult, yeah. Uh, but as a kid, they'd rather go to the theme park than the Lake and Rocks, I guarantee you. Everyone loves Marine Land. <laughs>